Welcome to the Girl Power Alliance podcast, where you're going to meet and hear from some inspiring women with incredible stories who are leading in business and in faith. We are on a mission to impact the world by empowering women to dream bigger through kingdom-minded mentoring and leadership. This is where women grow. Welcome back to the Girl Power Alliance podcast. This podcast is a long time in coming because we've tried to connect um, over and over, but you have such a treat coming to you. Let me tell you a little bit about this amazing woman, Jessie. Jessie harris Booten. she's a certified life and business growth coach and the creator and founder of Millionaire Mom, wait, the Millionaire Mompreneur Project. <laughs> tongue twister for me, Um, (laughs) where she helps to motivate mamas, turn their God-given coaching calling into a full-time successful career. As a wife and mom of five, yes, I said mom of five, Jessie created a business model that allowed her to ditch the launch roller coaster and scale to $1 million in one year in part-time hours without sales calls. And now she teaches others how to do the same thing so you can truly step into your life with more meaning, money, and freedom on your terms. And this is not in her bio, but she is like a um, an amazing award-winning race car driver. Why is that not in your bio? I have no idea. You're right. We should totally say I'm a certified. I'm welcome a to the podcast. Yeah. 300 mile per hour race car driver, world champion one at that. That is odd that that's not in there. Well, that's okay. <laughs> we need to we need to talk about let's talk about that first because I mean you there we could go a million directions in this podcast cuz you are a truly phenomenal um leader, woman, wife, mother, entrepreneur and race car driver. Can can we just talk about it a little bit like when did you start that? Did you always lo- were you, were you an adrenaline junkie? Like how did that even happen? Well, honestly, I think that there's some good takeaways that I'll probably share here too, that people can apply to their life and business who are listening today, if they're looking to really grow and take, you know, a step in a new direction to their next level. So, um, super long story short, what you need to know most about this whole, why this race car driving piece of what it is that I do, uh, is important is because it means that number one, I am super passionate about getting to the finish line fast and as the winner, of course. Um, but also actually it's something that I have been able to, what I used to consider as like a a fault of mine and being somebody who always looked for the shortcut to success. It's actually now something as I see as my superpower. And it all came down to, because these professional race cars had the power to get me to the finish line safe. And as the winner, many, many times as it did, but it also had the power to kill me. And so what it made me do as I started to attack other goals in my life was attach almost like number one, truly understand what it is that was important to me, but then almost attach like a life and death yeah. um, <laughs> ultimatum to it. Like sister, get in, show up, do the work. Even if you want to take the shortcut, like do it a hundred percent because there's only one way you're going to win. And it's not, you know, uh, half-assing it. Can I say a bad word? Yes, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, so my, my stepdad, my, my dad passed away when I was 11 years old, unexpectedly, my mom got remarried. Um, this man was, is a wonderful human who's still a huge part of my life. Definitely, um, a father figure never took the place of my dad, but, um, 
I was just wanting to hang out with him and get to know him because I really was feeling the loss of my dad. And he would go to different racetracks across the Northeast where we lived for fun and race cars as a hobby. And I just, oh my gosh, I was young. I fell in love with the sight, the sound, the smell. The whole thing was intoxicating to me. And I just looked at him one day as a teenager. I'm like, dude, I don't want to do this for for fun though. Like you spend a lot of money each week. Like I want to make, I want to get paid. Like, can I do what the people on TV do? And he's like, you can do anything you want. And I was like, okay, really like thinking not, not really, but what we ended up doing actually still as a hobby thing, he was traveling around the Northeast to different racetracks and I would go with him and I would volunteer at the racetracks to like, what do you need? I'll announce on the announcer. I'll do your paperwork. Like what I'll be the little gopher back and forth between the drivers and the drivers need like whatever you need. I volunteered for like five years. And the cool thing about that is when I volunteered, I got to meet a lot of track owners, a lot of really well-known uh, race car drivers. And I shook a lot of hands. So somehow somebody said to me, Hey, uh, I was 20 years old. I don't know if you know this, but, um, they're looking for a female driver in this really well-known race car. They're looking for a female that cannot just drive, but can actually, you know, talk the talk. You're really great with people. Like, obviously, uh, I'm still a chatty Kathy. Uh, you should totally try it out. And I was like, cool. Tell me more about it. And then he told me it was this 300 mile hour race car. And I was like, I don't know that that's for me, uh, 300 miles an hour. Like I just wanted to go maybe a hundred miles an hour. I don't know. Um, but you know, I like a good challenge. And then I understood that it was going to come with a pretty healthy paycheck. So I was motivated by that. Cause at this point I was just, a, I lived on my own. I was college, uh, kid working a full-time job, going to college full-time, like broke as a joke, couldn't pay my bills most of the time. Um, I joke, I worked at, um, now I'm the millionaire mompreneur, make a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of money, you know, whatever. Uh, but I come from very, very humble beginnings. Literally for three years, I only ate because the place that I worked at was a doctor's office and the pharmaceutical reps would bring us lunch every day. And that was my lunch and my dinner. That's the only way I, I ate because I couldn't afford to put the fuel in my fuel tank at my home. Like that's how bad it was. But, um, you know, I just, went and interviewed and the guy who was offering me the opportunity to drive this race car, he's like, well, you certainly know how to talk a good talk. Let's see if you can walk that talk. And he gave me an opportunity to get behind the, behind the wheel and, and test it out. And, um, you know, something at listen, I'm an eighties and nineties girl. So at the time, everybody, like one of the top songs was the Eminem song. Like you only get one shot. Do not miss your chance to blow. This opportunity yep. comes once in a lifetime. Yo, I can't sing. Sorry. Um, that but that's awesome. all I kept hearing like on repeat. And, um, obviously long story short, got behind the wheel of that car, uh, for the next five years, won over 650 races, lost only one world champion multiple times, still 15 years later, hold the title of the winningest driver in both the male and the female categories. Uh, and that is all because I attached a life and death thing to it. Actually, that car did like almost kill me many, many times, but I honestly, I'm, I'm the queen of just envisioning what it is that I want. Um, there's only two things we have control over in life, guys. If you don't know this, I'm going to tell you it now. Trust me when I say we think as women, we have control over a lot of other things. We really only have control over belief and action. And so I just believed that I could be a world champion. And then I showed up and envisioned that like literally, I probably made a thousand races in my mind before I ever got behind the wheel of that car. Wow. And, and then I acted accordingly as a world champion would. And that meant that, you know, I didn't get to, to make mistakes and, and needed to be prepared for when, you know, things 
came along like obstacles, like, you know, something in, in the racetrack or a parachute failure or an engine explosion. And I, I literally practiced for worst case scenarios, but always saw the goal that I had, the success goal that I had also happening after the obstacle. I, I saw those obstacles. I was like, how can I make this work for me rather than against me? And, um, that was really how I went on to have such a whirlwind career as a race car driver, but it's all still the same stuff I apply to life and entrepreneurship for, for sure. Oh, it's who you are. It was, it was in you from the beginning, which is why you were able to go from, you know, a, a girl around the track, helping people out to a, a champion, like instantly. I mean, I, I think it's so, uh, I mean, it's the same thing. I guarantee your mom would tell stories about you as a very, very young girl. And she was like, yeah, that's literally who she was from the time she was a, a small child. And um, it's a beautiful, th that mentality, that life or death mentality that you have attacked, you know, as a wife, as a mother, as a businesswoman is the exact same thing. Now your vehicle is different. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. But it's still the, the mind in your mind, it's still the same. And I, I relate to that sort of, I've obviously never driven a car that fast, won a race or anything like that. But as a single mom, like it is life or death, the things that you're doing every day are life or death for your children, for your family, for, you know, um, understanding that. And I, and, you know, coming from a place where you were literally hungry. I mean, yeah. I ask people this all the time in GPA, like, do you have a financial need? Because the financial need is, I think, one of the biggest drivers in general, because you, you need it. It's like, it has to happen or else, you know, what, what am I going to do if it doesn't happen? So there is so much um, value in having a really, really big need. I feel yeah. sad for people who, you know, it'd be super nice if I'm like, mm, yeah, they, they're probably not going to make it. So I love though, that like what you just said made me think of this. And I think that we can probably, a lot of us can relate to it. So even though I'm over here saying like, oh, I attach life and death to everything that I do in truth, actually not always. So I have a, a story of being super successful in brick and mortar, um, business. My husband, and I own a physical therapy clinic and we, the seven figure physical therapy clinic. It took us a while to build it up to that, but we've been, we've been successful. We worked really hard too. Um, but then I decided later on, I was looking for my purpose. I kind of got lost. I re retired from racing, got married, had babies, helped my husband build his dream business. And I was just like feeling like, man, there's only two things oh I wanted to be in life, a mom and a race car driver. Now what? I was yeah. really like, I had a beautiful life, but I was unsatisfied. And that's how I fell into um, coaching. And so I decided that I wanted to build a coaching business, but you know what? I didn't really need to, if we look at it from the financial standpoints and right. things like that, I just wanted to, to fill my cup up and I didn't attach a life or death thing to it. I actually had it like plan B when I first started it. And it's actually why I struggled for two years, starting that coaching business, spending way more than I made sacrificing myself, even my family. I'm actually very, not ashamed. It was part of my story. Um, for certain, I'm certain, I'm certain of that, but I didn't have this deeper, like, well, if this doesn't work for me, right. That, that, that really, that the why starving. Yeah. I, if this doesn't work for me, like, okay, I've got a great job already. I've got my family, like I'm blessed, like whatever. Um, and then I realized that even though financially, maybe it wasn't the thing that was going to make or break me, I was dying a slow death inside without having that profession, without having my coaching career. I was dying. I was very unhappy. My, my physical body looked at my mindset for sure. Was it, I was off the chain, losing my mind over things all the time. My husband and I were on the brink of divorce. Like, 
Uh, it was really some dark, dark times in my life. Uh, and it was all because of that, because I really had just given my, well, it's no big deal. It's, you know, I've got this and I was comfortable. Um, and then honestly, I hit my proverbial rock bottom. I think you would call it, I was screaming yeah. at God. Um, I didn't have much of a relationship with him when my dad passed. So when I was 11, I was kind of mad at him for 20 years. Yeah. And then, um, <laughs> I finally like decided to talk to him again, the day that I was wondering why I was on this earth. And I'm like, dude, I have kids. I have a husband. I have all these things. Like, why, why am I so depressed? Why am I so unhappy? Why am I so lost and afraid and want to leave? Like, I don't understand this. Like most people would kill to have my life. And, um, you know, on the outside, that's the way I made it look on the inside. It was not that way. Right. I was embarrassed, uh, by how I felt actually, but he just like, he hit me hard. Um, I actually was screaming, crying, like on my basement floor and he knocked a book off the shelf to me. And it, I think it was him like saying, Oh, finally, 20 years later, you're going to oh. call me by name and talk to me. Mm. And, um, this book, a purpose driven life by Rick Warren fell off my bookshelf. Mind you, I never read a book before this. Like my, I was 30 years old at this point, never read a book before this, not even through high school or college, dude. I passed a lot of things without reading the books, cliff notes. I'm not proud of, of it, but it do. is again, a part of my story. Um, I don't even know why we owned this book. My husband, he's like, I don't know where, where would we have wow. gotten that book? Did somebody get them? We don't even know where the book came from. Other <laughs> books that were on that shelf, people gifted us. Um, we don't know where that book came from, but I opened it up and the thing that I'm going to paraphrase this, but like the thing that I landed on was like, Hey girl, and you get to have another purpose. Like you get to reinvent yourself every day. But like, if you don't go all in and own this, like it's never going to be what you want it to be, whatever. Yeah. And, um, that was really the, the day I never, I never looked back. I never, ever saw an obstacle excuse me, an obstacle or a problem anymore as an obstacle or a problem. I decided to see it as an opportunity for me to grow through. And I've had so many obstacles in my life and my business, um, that honestly have taken me to my knees. Uh, but gosh, darn it. It's also because I was willing to see it as an opportunity that I could grow through and come to the other side of, and not just be better from myself, but God has really cracked my heart open in the last 10 years. And it's been to be able to serve for him. And, and I mean, I, 10 years ago, I would not think I would be here on this <laughs> podcast with you. That's for sure. It's, it's a beautiful, I mean, beautifully broken, right. And whether the, the need, the why is financial or the why is what was going on with you and your purpose, um, that, that is a pivotal piece to the puzzle for so many people. And they just struggle because I think we wrap, um, we, we have, we have ourselves in our own mind. We have the wrong, we have the wrong intention maybe. And I was just, I, I was talking about this to, I think my husband yesterday or the day before. And I was talking about, if you look at today, like the current world, um, in 2020 and, and, and 2021, we have something going on that's being called the great resignation. People came home from their jobs. They lost their jobs. They, but they, but a shift happened for people and, and they were, they have, and are they resigning from jobs that have no meaning. They, they want and desperately to, we have to work. We have to make money. That's life. We live in this world. It's not little house on the prairie anymore. We yeah, can't grow yeah. our food. And, and yeah. so they have to make money, but they want what they do to matter. They want yeah. to have purpose in, in what they do. And, you know, you, um, 
I feel like you, God literally allowed you to get to that place because he had this really, really valuable, really big purpose that was always on your heart, but maybe you just didn't recognize it because it really looked different, you know, and all these beautiful things that you've been able to experience positive and negative. You don't get to a multiple seven figure um, earner without your knees hitting the floor many, many times, like head wall banging moments where you're like, this isn't going to work or I can't uh, many, many things happen in that journey. People get yeah. to see you now. You're, you're just aesthetically, you're a beautiful woman. You have beautiful children. You very, very successful from the outside, you know, and, but so they have no idea of the things that you've walked through that have given you this rich ability to coach people from a, a very, very real and authentic place. And, and so the stuff that you say is so, um, real. There's so much weight to it. And that is something I, I recognized in you in our first conversation, you happen to be walking in a journey right now that you're very open with on social media and stuff with, um, with your husband, he is battling cancer and that in addition to, yes, she's still a mom of five that are at home. Are you homeschooling too? <laughs> Not this year. <laughs> okay. Um, so she I was for the last two years. So she's, you know, running a, a multiple seven figure, two multiple seven two, figure yeah. businesses from home, uh, one of them from home, having her children at home and her husband is, you know, in a, in the battle for his life. I mean, it's, it's a lot for anyone to handle any one of those things by themselves and you're handling all of them. It's, I'm in awe of you. Mm, I love you. Thank you for the kind words. And I'll tell you, um, you know, some days I don't do it as beautifully, uh, as I'd like, but I have to say that what, again, it kind of goes back to what we were talking about a few minutes ago, like turning your obstacles and your opportunities. And I believe that God, a lot of times, you know, allows these things to happen for us because they are what shape us. And, you know, you mentioned a minute ago about going through this, you know, aggressive cancer journey with my husband, and it has been a really long battle. So we, um, we welcomed baby number five on New Year's Eve. So it would be 2019 New Year's Eve. Then the pandemic hit three months later, March of 2020, my husband was diagnosed with his first bit of cancer in June. So my baby is six mm. months old and then lost 80 pounds, had three cancers in total diagnosed with, um, we really, it got so bad. He was losing weight so fast before they could even start some sort of treatment. We thought we were going to lose him. You were talking to me in that time. Originally, I think we met. So, um, and I just had actually also been in this space of like, oh my gosh, like my family needs me. I was homeschooling my kids, uh, by myself. I didn't have part. I had a part-time babysitter before that part-time house helper and lost all of them with the pandemic. And, um, we were just in a space of like, oh my gosh, things are hard. And you know what? My family needs me. And I had my coaching business. I think somebody will appreciate hearing this because I feel like we live in the world. One of the things I love about what you do in GPA and uh, I'm not here to toot horns. If you don't know me guys, please know me. I'm very blunt. I'm very authentic. I will absolutely be kind to you, but like, I, I won't blow smoke. Um, one of the things that I love about, you know, what you do here in GPA is that you really are passionate about people just being authentic in what's right to them and in their faith journey and so on. And you're really supportive in that. Like, uh, you're not pushy in any way. And that's been really like important to me. I know for why I wanted to be a part of what you're doing. Um, but that being said is I, 
had been kind of up against a wall. My business, I was working a little bit more hours than I wanted in my coaching business and my family needed me and our other business. Like we didn't have that employed 15 people. I didn't want to have to like, you know, their livelihood. That was hard. I was a one woman show in my coaching business. And so I uh, was going to close it down and just go all in on everything else. And God was like, why are you closing it down? Like, if it's not working the way it's working, why don't you do something different? And I'm like, well, I cannot fix everything. Okay. Like it is a lot on my plate right now. And I can't just tweak that. And what I, like, it's hard. And I was really like, I was frustrated with him. I was like, could you throw me one more thing, man? Like I, I'm, I'm struggling at this point. And he's like, well, you know, I'm just saying, and this, I don't really hear him like this. It just comes in thoughts. This is how I hear God. Everybody hears him differently, but he's just like, you really hate the hustle and grind. And you've been really passionate about that. in the coaching industry that a lot of people are taught that. And that's why as a mom, you created the millionaire mom project to teach them how they could stand out online as an expert in their arena and get more clients consistently in their business to the tune of seven figures with still working less than part-time hours. So what if you looked at how you could like do that even better. Cause I was working about 25 hours a week then in my coaching business. And he's like, what if you could do that even better? And I'm like, well, I don't know how, cause I don't see anybody else doing anything. And I believe like a good idea is a stolen idea made your own, not yeah. plagiarizing by any means. No, I get it. You know what I mean? Go see what yes. other people are doing and like, take it, run with it, make it your own. Don't reinvent the wheel all the time, but I couldn't find anybody doing something that was different than what I was doing. And so finally he was like, Jesse, you hate, like, look, I always say, if you're trying to figure something out, like, look at what you want. And if you can't figure out what you want, then look at what you don't want. Cause a lot of times that's how you can figure what you want. And so I was at this place and I was like, well, I don't really know what I want. I know that I don't want to do what I'm doing, but I don't really know what I want. I don't, I don't, I don't know what God's trying to tell me to do. So I looked at what I didn't want. And I was like, you know, what would be amazing is if I could get out of one-on-one coaching, but still really help people get transformation. And if I could stop getting on sales calls. Cause that's a lot of days and times where I'm like forced yeah. to be in like in front of a computer. My kids are walking in naked half the time. I mean, during the <laughs> pandemic, I was like a, a keynote speaker in a lot of live virtual events, right? Cause everybody did like virtual events. And I always either had a baby on the boob or Lola who she's now four, but she was two walking in. I was potty training her buck naked live 500 people on some zoom training. I'm the leader of, and I just lean over and putting her under still speaking like the whole thing, like life was like, ah! but, um, you know, he's like, you want to get off sales calls. Like, why don't you build group coaching with what you're doing and give it a one-on-one feel you can spin it and make it your own. And why don't you stop selling on sales calls? Why don't you go all into just selling in the DMS and asking people to apply? And I was like, I don't have a big enough brand or reputation to do that. God, like, I don't know, like, I appreciate your faith in me, but like, I'm not there. And I slept on it and slept on it and slept on it. I was like, yeah, I'm going to close my business. And my husband was like, okay. Like if that's what you think we got to do. Okay. Like I get it. Anyways, we talked about it and he's like, you've got everything to gain and nothing to lose. Cause you're going to close your business. So why don't you just try to shift the business model and see if it works for you? I shifted this business model, um, scared out of my mind, but believed that God gave me the obstacle and that it was meant to become an opportunity, not just for me, but for others in his name and his, in his glory. And so I was like, let me figure this out. And long story short is what we created. And that's actually where we went to a million dollars in one year with one coaching program. And like, literally I was working five to 10 hours max a week Mm. as a one woman show. Okay. Um, and now that's what I teach my people how to do. And 
Um, we're starting to shift and evolve a little bit more again, but it's only because I'm being really authentic with what I believe God is asking me, giving me, and not just seeing like the, I really don't appreciate this. Like, cause once again, we're like looking some dark stuff in my life with, with my husband and that God bless the man still here two years later, which is wonderful, but we're just kind of going through another really not, not good phase. And you know, you get mad a little bit for a minute. Oh yeah. Sad. But then you're like, okay, so what is this? Like where, what am like, I get it there. Everything has a purpose and I trust you. I have faith. Like I'm like, but just take me there. And so we're, we're evolving and growing and shifting again. And it's so funny because I, I know that I teach and preach that I believe we're supposed to all evolve and grow in our life. Um, but here I am again, doing that. And it's funny in the past, I've actually been ashamed to maybe evolve and grow. And I know that you can talk about this too. If, if, you know, whether it's right now on this podcast or in general, but that's what you're doing with girl power Alliance. You continue to evolve and shift and grow every single day because of where God's calling you. But I know sometimes that's scary to do because number one, we don't have a magic ball, you know, or crystal ball. And number two, it is sometimes scary to say, oh, and now we're doing this when we've been standing on a different soapbox for a long time. What will people think that now she's shifting and now she's this, now she's that. That's something that's been a bit intimidating to me for sure. Um, But God just keeps telling me, babe, I got it. Like you're not doing this based off of what you want. You're doing it based off of what I want. You're trusting me and you're coming to me every single day um, and just asking me for the next step. So like, just own it. And I'm not going to say it's all sunshine and rainbows. There is some pushback I get on things, you know? Um, but because I have God by my side through this and I believe there's an opportunity to grow through it. I feel like it's just, it's all been okay. Normally some of the things that have been said to me or have been done to me would have crushed me. (laughs) And now I'm just like, it's okay. And so I just feel like somebody maybe needs to hear that message today that number one, we are meant to evolve and grow. And it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks, but you and God, (laughs) number one. Uh, And then, you know, number two, to just to own it, go all in. I talked a lot at the very beginning about that belief in action, right? You got to believe in what you want to become true. And then you have to like act accordingly as for example, a, a millionaire mompreneur would, or a world champion would, or whatever it is that you want to go do, be, have whatever. Um, but gosh, darn it too. You also have to know, like you can't half ass it. You do have to go all in. It's a hundred percent. It's not, you know, I, I, I talk with a lot of women and moms all the time every day and they'll, they'll come to me and they're like, well, I don't know why I'm not getting these results. You know, like I, I did this. I'm like, well, listen, I pride myself on the fact that I multitask and I'm sure that you do too, but I want you to think about it. How often are you giving 10% here, 8% there, 5% over there? It should not be a wonder to you why you don't get hundred percent results anywhere. And so like, I would just encourage you too to think about like, if you could really go all in hundred percent on whatever that thing is that you are, you know, doing at that individual time. I mean, listen, I totally listen to a podcast with one earbud in and do the laundry and make the dinner. That type of multitasking is fine, you know, but for the big things that matter, giving that 100% with belief in action. Yeah. I I think that it's such an, so many things, like we could do 30 podcasts from just what you said right now, because so (laughs) many things we could dive so deep on. Um, But I think that concept of whatever it is that you're doing in the moment, even if you only have 30 minutes, you you don't give 30%. In 30 minutes, you give 110% in that 30 minutes to that thing. And multitasking is, you're right, doing that, 
listening to a podcast while you're doing 30 other things. I, that's what I love about podcasts. I never just sit and listen to a podcast no. and I'm not doing something else. I'm literally doing five other things. I, that's why I love it. I think podcast errs and people that listen to consume podcast, they're all doing the same thing. Nobody's just sitting at their desk going, this is a great podcast. They're right. working out, running in the car, whatever. Yes. But when it comes to um, being a mom, you can't yeah. give your kids 10%. They require it actually of you, especially at the ages that your children are, they will not allow you to give them 5%, 10%, even 50. You're with them. You need to give them, you, they deserve a hundred percent, but it goes the same with all other things. And you're so right. Um, people, they, they confuse the fact that you can take a short period of time. You can invest, but let's just talk about at the beginning of your coaching business, you were doing 25 hours a week in the big scheme of life, 25 hours a week devoted to your business is not a lot of time, but what people do is they think I, I can only, I can only devote 25 hours a week to this thing. Um, but, but they don't give a hundred percent in the 25 hours. Yeah, absolutely. So whether that's the, a good point, cause I was yeah. probably doing full-time work in those 25 hours. Oh, a hundred, so, uh, you were doing more than that. I would. Yeah. Bet. Yeah. Yeah. I love that you pointed that out. Cause that is, that's important to note. Absolutely. So it's, it's, it's about the, the, com the commitment really it's, it's a yeah. commitment disciplining yourself. Um, I, again, I talk with people when I'm setting goals with them, how much, how many hours a week do you have to devote to what, to building this business here at girl power Alliance or how many hours a day I have an hour a day. Well, that one hour better be so insanely productive. Like you better be able to give 110%. So in the hour, you're not scrolling, like you're, yes. you're intentional you're giving a hundred, whatever you're doing. If you're making dinner, you give a hundred percent to that thing at that time. Um, that's why people like you are able to accomplish so much more in a day than some people do in a month, because what you're doing, you're giving your whole self to it. Even if it, the amount of time is short, your effort and your intention is all in. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's game changing. I know it's something that I literally, I, I joke, but what I teach and preach now is just all the things that I used to suck at. And what I find, like, right? I, I actually, like, this is a true story. I originally became a certified life coach just so that I could hold myself accountable to my own goals because I was slacking off. So I was like, if I have to keep other key people accountable, you know what, then I'll keep myself accountable. Like I am one big mom hack, like my whole life. Like I was joking, right. From the beginning, I was always looking for that shortcut and stuff. Like Dude, like I want, I'm willing to do the hard work. I just don't want to have to do it for longer than I have to. And I think right. that that's what a lot of times we all do is we drag out the hard work and we drag out the pain because we just don't show up and go all in and do that hundred percent, right? Like I always, we all women for sure. But I mean, I have a, a laundry list of a hundred million things to do in my marriage, my house, my yes. motherhood, our businesses. Like it is just, it's never ending. No. But the thing that I do is I know that as much as I'd love to give a hundred percent to 10 things that day, that's not going to happen. Nope. So I pick one, two or three, depending on the size of the things each and every day that I know I can carve out and I'm willing to carve out a hundred percent of intentional time. So like you said, not, um, listening to a podcast when I'm actually doing like content work or whatever, right. not even notifications. Like yeah. you just like, people don't understand how distracting it is. And I, I actually did a, um, I've never done a fast in my life guys. I'm the least spiritual person. Like I am just the most spiritual person with the least spiritual knowledge, I guess I should say in education. I just like, well, 
you have a great relationship day, whatever with way. Yeah, the, like none of the rest matters. Yeah. Um, but like um, two months ago, I felt God calling me to do a fast. And I'm like, I don't even know what a fast is. <laughs> I did it. Like I had to Google. I mean, I understand like intermittent fasting. I'd done that before. Um, but I was like, I don't really know what a fast is in the spiritual sense. So of course I was Googling it. I bought a book. I listened to some podcasts, all the things. And I was like, yeah, God is calling me to do a fast. Um, but he's calling me to do social media fast. And guys, social media, that's my livelihood. So like, that was really scary. Um, I will say I have a lot of amazing automated systems that I'm the queen of the way that I'm able to make as much money as I do and make the big impact that I do is I leverage the power of automated systems uh, to walk my clients to me and close them. But I was still really nervous. Uh, In that time, the one thing I, I could go on and on with all the takeaways that I had, but the one thing that I want you to hear right now, because we are all attached to our phones way more than we realize. I promise you way more than you realize. And in the way that I want to share this with you is it was amazing. It took me all, I did it for seven days and it took me five days to finally out of habit, not like I would just pick up my phone when I went to the bathroom to go on social media, I would pick up the phone sitting in the car line. Instead of talking to my kids, I would pick up my phone this is the worst part. This is sick. This is sick. <laughs> I would pick up my phone. I, I spotted it after it happened like the third time when I was sad and upset mm. and feeling guilty about something, feeling mm. in, insecure about something. Wow. It was sick when I realized that I went to social media to try to make me feel better in my times of not feeling good or good enough or whatever. And I know for a fact that that social media, I can now see it on the other side, is what caused me to a lot of times spiral out of control down that negative path. Oh, so like when I'm talking to you about like having those hard boundaries and, you know, not having your notifications on and this and that, like, I mean, science and statistics prove anyways, that it takes you 20 minutes to get into flow into anything when you're getting hundred percent attention. So like that alone should be enough, but it's not, we still do it. We said, the only thing I do is I have this override on my phone now that makes sure if my husband or my kids or something now that will come through. I don't know what I did. No other notifications come through, not even other phone calls, but it, like I overrode those silences for just the, the, the important yeah, people. The do not disturb. Stuff. Yeah. Whatever yeah. that is. Um, but like, oh my gosh, we just don't realize how distracted we are. And we think we're all in a hundred percent. Like we're just, okay. Somebody else is watching the kids and we're doing our business or we're doing our whatever. Um, but you're still distracted by those notifications on your computer. You're still distracted by the notifications on your phone. You're still distracted by this frigging thing on my arm. Yeah. This armband, you know, I got it. I don't use it for anything. Again, I, I took off everything except phone calls and text messages from my husband and my kid. And that's the only way I feel like, cool. I don't have to have my phone attached right. to my hip, but like that was hard. That broke me. Like I like to be social and because our world has not been social, you know, in person very much for the last few years, I was thriving on the social uh, media connection. So um, this was a really hard thing to break for me, but it has been truly transformational and just allowing me to live even a more fulfilled life than anything, not even just productive life. But as you said, like identifying like a more fulfilled life where I'm hundred percent with my family when I'm with them. You know I mean? I'm, I do that even like when I'm writing my bills, I don't have my notifications. I'm like, I'm paying my bills hundred percent in not doing the other things. Like it sounds silly, but 
Like I believe systems simplify processes and processes are the pathway to power. Okay. I'm going to say that one more time. And I want to tie that back in, but systems simplify processes and processes are the pathway to power. I'm the queen of just building systems around anything that's important to me. And so whether it's my health, whether it's paying the bills on time, whether it's my business, my parenting, I mean, right down, even like, think about it. Um, people will tell me all the time. I have five kids. You got so lucky. You potty trained five kids by two years old. You got so lucky. You, uh, sleep trained nope. eight kids by eight weeks old to eight hours. I'm like, no, I didn't get lucky. I followed a really freaking good system by somebody who was ahead of me who had it. It was proven to work. And I didn't veer from the system. Like, I just think that there's so much power in even creating your own systems. Yeah for you. Like you don't have to necessarily take what I'm sharing with you today or Michelle's sharing or anybody else sharing, but just create a system that feels authentic to you and what you want most and go all in on it. Give it the opportunity to work for you. Yeah. Gosh, it's such a gift. hundred percent of you is the biggest gift, isn't it? To it any, is. to yourself, to other people. I, I yes. that is such a gift. Um, you are a, an absolutely like we could, we could just do basically a series of one hour podcasts. I feel like every day, cause you're so rich with your knowledge, your experience. I think motherhood is you learn so much as a mother and oh you have gosh. so much more to who you are and all of your experiences outside of just that one thing of being a mother. Um, how I know that people are going to be listening. They've probably already, have we had you on the podcast before? I don't think so. I actually had you on our podcast. So I think oh, that might that's be what right. you're thinking of. Yeah, that's right. Well, yeah. th those of you that follow Girl Power Alliance, you know that Jesse is one of our main stage speakers at Activate, and she's going to do a breakout. So you're going to have a lot of um, opportunity to get to hear from her live and in person. Um, but if people want to connect with you now, they want to be a part of They're like, this is me. I need everything that Jesse has. How can they find you? Tell them all the places that they can go to get connected with you. Yeah, absolutely. So we have a podcast, Millionaire Mompreneur Project. We also have a Facebook group, free Facebook group, Millionaire Mompreneur Project. And then I'm Jesse Harris Fountain on Facebook and Instagram. If you want to connect with me more, Instagram is my jam. It's my favorite place to be. If you send me a message, I will probably audio message you and you will hear my kids in the background. Um, but that's okay because like this that's is what who we're I doing, am, right? And you're okay with that. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, um, thank, thank you, you so for much. having me. I am just honored to be here. I love you. Everything we're doing here at Girl Power Alliance. I feel very proud to be a part of it. And especially, oh my gosh, activate guys. If you're here and you are at the um, event, please come up and introduce yourself. I'm so excited to hug so many people's necks in real life. <laughs> yes. And um, don't forget to keep Jesse and her entire family in your prayers. I believe in the power of prayer, um, you know, and we just... Um, we are lifting you up as a wife and a mother and your entire family up. And we're lifting up your husband um, every day. You. over. Thank here you for praying for me. I'm, I am praying for all of you as well. So yes, thank you. I will take that. Mm. Thank you so much. Jesse is just a remarkable example of hard work, <laughs> commitment, passion, uh, an amazing follower of Jesus and we're so happy to have her on not only on the podcast, but as one of our speakers at Activate coming up here in September. Have you gotten your ticket yet? All you have to do is go over to activatewomen.live and purchase your ticket, get your hotel booked and meet us there in Dallas, Texas for a couple of amazing days. I'm telling you, you will not regret it. <laughs> it's going to be a life changing weekend. And did you know that if you are a member of Girl Power Alliance, that you get a special discounted price on your tickets? and or vendor booth 
Yes, we love to benefit our members in any way that we possibly can. And if you're interested in becoming a member or just taking a a little test drive of what we have, all you have to do is head over to girlpoweralliance.com and check it out. We have a 72-hour sneak peek where you can just dive in, get a little taste of what we have inside the membership. And when you love it, I know you will, (laughs) you can join the family and officially become one of the Girl Power Alliance members. If you're like many, many others, you're not going to be able to keep quiet about it. You're going to want to share it with other people. And you can do that. We have our ambassador opportunity that allows you to actually monetize the sharing of the incredible Girl Power Alliance resources and community. Yes, we have a lot of things going on, but I'll tell you what we're missing. We're missing you. (laughs) Join us. Today is the day. Say yes. Let me tell you something. If you didn't already realize it here at Girl Power Alliance, this is where women grow.